This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. On Thursday, the FA announced steps three to six of the non-league football pyramid would see their seasons ended immediately. Following that decision, it was also confirmed the seasons in each of those divisions would be declared null and void. I'm Guy Clark and welcome along here to the Blood Red channel. Well, whilst it may seem miles away from the glitz and glam of the Premier League, with Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool obviously sat aloft in first place there, it's a decision that has led to plenty of fallout. Coming up, we'll be exploring the decision, talking to those affected as Mike McGrath, manager of Vauxhall Motors, who had already secured promotion from the Northwest Counties First Division South, joins us. And from the Northwest Counties First Division North, Jim Davis, club secretary of Lower Breck, situated within Anfield themselves, just a stone's throw from LFC, also joins us. Well, why was the decision taken? How will it affect things for those connected? And what impact could it have higher up? Well, that's all here to come on Blood Red. And joining me via the joys of the internet, given the situation that we all find ourselves in, to bring us some insight, expert opinion, and some much-needed wit is the Echo's non-league man, Sam Carroll. Sam, how are you, mate? Not too bad, guy. How are you, how are you getting on yourself? Yeah, not so bad, as I say. Just coping with the uh, the internet and joining everyone from that. It's uh, it's a bit different to being in the office, but hey-ho, we, uh, we all have to get on with it. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm currently sat here talking to you in a pair of shorts and a Ipswich town top, so it's a bit different to... Well, actually, I probably would usually wear this for the office, but just don't tell anyone that. Yeah, yeah, certainly not. And uh, yeah, nice to uh, to have that visual uh, sort of thought of, of what you're wearing. We'll get into the, the issue then. We, as I say, we've got Jim and Mike to hear from coming up. But we want to talk about this because obviously here on Blood Red, we focus so much on LFC and Liverpool. But this is an issue that is really sort of causing problems for those situated in and around Liverpool as well. And the wider football family community, all of those cliches get thrown out. But it really is. I was just wondering, first and foremost, though, what your thoughts on the decision that were made on Thursday were? Yeah, I think it's, it's probably taken a, a bit of time to, to process it. But now that, you know, you talk people affected and you kind of see uh, and hear from them and, and their feelings about it, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, a real kind of kick in the stomach, do you know what I mean? And, you know, nobody affected, you know, with steps three to six, which is obviously below the, the Conference North and your Northwest Counties teams is, is happy with it, I don't think, really, bar maybe those one or two teams that might have escaped the drop. But, you know, the, the, the relegation in these leagues probably isn't as severe as a relegation in the Football League or, or you know, the, the top leagues that we're used to talking about on this channel are, so... You know, but but promotion is, and you know, it's money and it's sponsorship and it's you know that that pride of competing at a, at a higher level. And, and and there's some really ambitious clubs down there. They were you know trying to be the next Salford Cities almost who make that journey through the non-leagues up up until the football league. You know, it's it's just gutting. And at the end of the day, you know, I think it was the what one non-league manager told me that these lads in the non-league, they're not. You've always got to remember, you know, for people listening who might not kind of pay much attention to non-league. You've got to remember that these are fellas who go to work five nights a week, they go home, they put the kids to bed, they've got wives, they've got jobs. The manager's the same, the volunteers who, who do stuff for free, you know, the players, uh, although some, you know, get a, a decent amount of money. Most of them are playing for probably the petrol money and, and, and being able to buy themselves a, a pint down the, down the pub after the game. So it's, you know, to, to take away 
the seasons from them to null and void it to expunge results to say results didn't stand goals didn't stand moments celebrations kind of cups cup finals you know you've got camel words missing out on a cup final you've got Vauxhall Motors, who we speak to, aren't going to be promoted. A few teams across Merseyside not being promoted. Uh, and then the ramifications looking into next season of keeping all the players. You know, at the end of the day, Vauxhall Motors have, have won their league by something, you know, ridiculous, or almost 30 points. You're not telling me the teams from the leagues above aren't going to kind of come and sign some of their players. Lower Breck, who were going to get promoted. One of their lads had a trial at Crystal Palace recently. You know, their, their whole team, the young players are going to get picked off uh, almost certainly so you know it's it, it, it's difficult you know and, and obviously you know teams like Lower Breck and Vauxhall Motors they want the lads to do well and they want the lads to move on but if, you, if you've played eight games of a season and you're top of the league you, you deserve to get promoted and it's been taken away from them so just a, a knockout blow and, and, and a really sad day for, for Merseyside but Let's now hear from Lower Breck, one of the clubs you mentioned there and there, club secretary Jim Davis. Lower Breck, based just down the road from LFC, for those who don't know, still within Anfield themselves. And prior to the season being ended immediately, sat top of the Northwest Counties First Division North, which is the equivalent of the 10th tier in English football, or known in the non-league scenes as Sam's referred to it in steps. So they are in step six. Well, Jim began by explaining the mood at the club since the decision was taken. Call me a cynic, but I had I had an idea that the FA would take what they believe to be the path of least resistance. I mean, I, I think it's important to remember at this point is that this decision hasn't been fully ratified by the FA yet. And I originally said, and I'd had a conversation with Gary and some of the other members of the management team to say, I think they'll just throw it out there initially and see what kind of objections they get to it. It's a, just a monumentally bad decision. It makes no sense. It flies in the face of everything that the FA has supposedly said that we stand for in relation from grassroots football up to the top tier of the pyramid. So examine that straight away. It's a pyramid. Yeah. We're all supposed to be working. You're all supposed to have an opportunity. So you're providing a clear pathway for a young lad to get involved at step seven, possibly get picked up by a county's team and make the transition up to professional football, which has happened with a couple of uh, a Brecht player and the next Brecht player yeah. this season. Now, what you're saying is, well, you know, that can still happen, but we don't really care about you uh, because this decision's been taken above your level and it's being passed down. So there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration, and there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Yeah. Because this decision involves every single person who's involved with the club, every person who's walked through the door at Anfield Sports, every ground up there, every member of staff, every volunteer. And one of the most important ones as well is every sponsor. Yeah. So you're telling the sponsor, and we've spent this whole year, this whole period of time, while we've been sat on top of that table since the second week, been top ever since, favourites for the title, Odds on for promotion, 11 points clear, nine games to go. We're going up. You know, so you've been encouraging sponsors. You've been telling them, listen, you know, we've had a good year. We're going to be in the limelight next year. We're in the Premier Division. So you're kind of selling your whole club based on that. We've had the conversations and look, there's a lot more important things going on in the world right now. And I, as a club, we completely understand that. And the decision to, to suspend the football was the correct one. We're not saying that it isn't. And if there is a possibility that the season can be uh, recommenced another time, great, we'll take it. What we're saying is the FA have brought in a clear and viable system, which they implemented 
which yeah. was ratified by all member clubs. Okay, so that, that's an important thing to remember. All member clubs voted for this. It was ratified. We're going to use a points-per-game system to work out different aspects of the game. Now, one of them, one of the scenarios is, should a league ever need to be curtailed for whatever reason in an emergency circumstance, this is the perfect system to use because it shows in complete fairness who is who should be wearing the standings. And normally it would reflect the current standings, and it does. So the big question on everyone's lips is, why isn't that system being implemented? When yeah. you've got a perfect opportunity to show it working, why isn't it being implemented? We've emailed the FA, letting them know, you know that we're of our displeasure and our objection to the decision, which is standard practice. We've um, And we're just waiting for them to get back to us now. So I presume they're going to have quite a lot of emails to go through tomorrow. And then they'll have to let us know what the appeals process is and then we'll follow it up. There's also, you can talk about promotion, but you don't even need to talk about relegation. And we can understand the clubs who may be in a relegation position might be thinking, well, we're not bothered. Well, we understand the reality of that. Yeah. And we, you know, we fully understand that the majority of the clubs who are, who are objection, whose objections are more strong to this would be in the top positions. Well, that's a natural thing. Of course, they are clubs who are seven points clear, clubs who are 11 points clear, clubs like Jersey Bulls who haven't lost a game, who've already won the league, and, yeah. and clubs like Vauxhalls who've already been promoted, one of only two or three clubs in the country already promoted, to be told, you're going nowhere. To, to someone listening who, who, who might only kind of, you know, follow Everton or Liverpool or, or you know, Football League, football, you know, yeah. to, to be, you know, lower breath, this kind of journey you've been on, but you're, you're 10 points clear at the at the top of the table. You're 21 points clear of fifth place. So, you know, you were with, with nine yeah. games remaining, almost guaranteed uh, promotion. You know, what what is the kind of, what what do you think the FA's thinking has been to call null and void on a season that, you know, we're not talking seven or eight games. There's been 29. Well, that, that's played. the problem. I don't think a great deal of thought's gone into it, to be honest with you. And yeah. that's why the comment I made earlier on about it being the path of least resistance, because what I've mentioned in a couple of my tweets so far on it about transparency, how that's what we want to know as well. That's, that's the main question. How is the decision taken? Okay. So, because a lot of people we've spoke to and a lot of clubs that we've spoke to were not consulted. Yeah. So who was consulted? Now we know for a fact that our league was supporting the points per game um, option. So, and we know that quite of other leagues, a lot of other leagues were too. And we believe the decisions being taken from clubs either step three, four, or five. There's a lot of influential football people involved in these levels that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, people who've been around football administration all their lives. A lot of legal people. A chairman who, whose um, opinions carry a lot of weight in football circles. So, as I say, I think they've made a, a huge error in judgment. I, I think it's just come, we need to make a decision and we need to make it quickly. And I think they've been quite hasty, which is understandable. Okay, so let's stand back and look at it from a, as you said, from a, from a neutral perspective. Because a lot of people, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter where people are saying, listen, what are you even bothered about football for? We're in the yeah. grip of a major pandemic. We understand that, okay? No one's saying that football is more important than life or no one's saying that football is more important than life. It's not. But what we're saying is, let's have a look at it in another month's time or another two months' time and see what happens. And then if it's not viable to restart the system, then apply the points-per-game system, which you yourselves brought in, 
Jim Davis, club secretary at Lower Breck, speaking with the Echoes, Sam Carroll, who is here with us on Blood Red. And, well, Sam, it's clear to see what Jim's asking for there in terms of the FA applying their own logic. Yeah, definitely. And I think that they've took their own rules into their own hands and they've all, I think, in some ways, they've made a mockery of themselves and, you know, they've made a lot of enemies in one decision, really. You know, we've we've spoken to, to people who were already kind of saying these, these teams are mobilising and these teams are talking to each other and, okay, they probably lack the, the financial clout that, you know, Premier League teams might be able to offer if if a similar scenario was implemented. But still, you know, there's a lot of teams who who, who feel like they've been they've been ripped off and, and, and don't feel like by the season being null and void and, and not going on points per game, which I just don't think anyone can argue that if a season is 30 or games in, that that's not a fair way to do it and, and okay if, if you're a team in the relegation zone you, you would obviously be gutted and, and, and be saying well look we had seven games to save ourselves we had eight games to save ourselves but in, in this scenario then it does kind of seem like that would have been the fairest way to, to settle it and not to have teams so in, who in some cases especially in, in the local areas who, who we're talking about like low and Vauxhall Motors who've strolled to the league title and it, it can only go what two ways you you put them back in that league for another season to keep everyone together and it's just a pointless exercise where they walk the title once again or it, it, it completely alters the course of their club history and, you know, players get signed, players leave, players move up to divisions because they haven't got that extra year to wait kind of thing and and it, it sets them back a, a long time. So, you know, I, th- I think n- n- there was no perfect kind of outcome in this. There was no perfect scenario, but... At the moment, it seems like the FA have certainly chose the wrong one. Jim there spoke, though, about how you've got clubs at the top will obviously want the season finished for promotion. Clubs at the bottom probably more happy to to say, oh, well, it's fine. There could be a conceivable sort of route out of this where obviously how non-leagues are assembled and put together with the regionalisation of all of the different divisions through a lot of seasons, basically every season, you can have five or six teams will end up getting promoted from one division because numbers need to be made up somewhere else. I get it's a logistical nightmare, but if, as Jim's saying, you've got sponsors on board who you've basically been getting into the club, getting on board because you are an ambitious club who want to go somewhere, that sponsor who's maybe put, I don't know, £10,000 into a club, if not more, maybe less, all of a sudden... If you go back to them next season and say, oh, that, that money you put in last year really helped us, but obviously what happened happened. Can you do it again? People can't afford to do that, can they? No, and, you know, uh, another interesting kind of thing was that at the end of this season, you know, the, the North West Counties traditionally haven't had kind of, you know, Premier League had three teams getting promoted this season. Uh, in all my time, that's only been one. The First Division North had four. That's usually only been one or two. And this was all because the FA were looking to expand the leagues and, and add a new league in the North East. They were having a kind of reshuffle of the steps. Um, and they've, they've pushed that back for 12 months as well. You know, So I think, as you're saying, you know, there, there probably wasn't an opportunity to, to do something that kind of would have kept more people happy and would have been a, a, a fairer kind of resolution to the season. But, you know, the the point about sponsorships and, and, and money and, you know, as much as the Premier League is thriving at the moment and, and, and is an absolute financial beast. I still think that at this level, every penny counts, you know, every penny that sponsorships, sponsors push in, sorry. And, you know, even people from the local community and, and, and most of all match day revenue, it's just so, so important. And, you know, as, as we've touched on there with Jim, I just think that 
the, the saddest thing is is that this this point in time, you know, there's there's much more important and much more serious things than than football at the moment. But you know, we we, we could genuinely see clubs drop off the face of the earth if, if if they can't support themselves at this time. And you know, if, if the FA have got a role to play in that because they didn't promote a club or because they didn't help accordingly, then it's a it's a sad day for football because these teams, you know, when you follow them the way we do at, at the Echo and you kind of look at them each week and you get to know the managers and the players, then, you know, they're, they're just as deserving of that kind of support as, as Everton or Liverpool are. And it'll be sad if if that happens. And, you know, it, it just can't be allowed to happen in that way because because of, you know, an unprecedented and, and strange kind of, no one could have seen this coming. So, yeah, there's, there's more important things, but the FA have got to really take steps now to make sure that every club, at the very least, comes out of this and survives the, the layoff. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And this wasn't just a, a case of we were three games, five games, ten games into a season. Most of these sides are three quarters, if not more, of the way through the season. Lower break themselves, ten points clear of another local side, AFC Liverpool. They played 29 of 28 games. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same position Liverpool FC find themselves in. Nine games left to play. And yet now all of a sudden this is just going to be wiped. Well, yeah. I, you know, I think that is what the, the ultimate frustration is, isn't it? That so many matches have been played. We were so close to the end of the season. And, you know, teams were, teams were promoted. Teams were nailed on for promotion. They were planning for next season. You know, they'll probably been having discussions with players and, and sorting all that stuff out. And they've kind of turned it, they've turned, it's been turned on the head completely. And, you know, so close to the end of the season, it's just it's just not fair. And, and I just don't think the FA have, have dealt with this as productively or as fairly as they should have done. Well, you say some sides had secured promotion. One of those on that point is First Division South Northwest County side Vauxhall Motors. And manager Mike McGrath has also been speaking with Sam, telling him how he found out about the FA's decision. Yeah, well, the chairman rang me. Just shocked, angry, upset. They were the first ones, but then as, as the day went on, it was more disappointments and a bit of anger as well, to be honest. There's, yeah. That they brought a decision so quick. How is it that you think they've came to this kind of thing to, to null and void these seasons but you know keep the National League going and obviously the Football League above that what, why do you think it is non-league that has been kind of affected in this way I think, I, I, my general opinion is I think it was the easy way out if I'm being honest um, yeah obviously not many teams at our level um, maybe step three and four have as many contract situations as what steps one and two and then obviously the, the Football League have but that's that's my initial thoughts on it, but you just don't know what what's gone on in their heads when you thought about it, do you? you until it, until they come out and give us some clarity on the reasoning, it's all guessing game, really, isn't it? Yeah. And have you have you spoken to other clubs who've who've been affected? Kind of I, I can't. It's unbelievable. I've spoke to I've spoke to gone to obviously the, I've spoke to the Jersey Jersey Bulls manager, um, yeah. South Shields chairman, uh, a couple of teams down south as well. Um, well, I've, I've spoken to nine or ten managers from down south and obviously Midlands and stuff who aren't happy and just via Twitter and then we give each other's numbers. So um, everyone seems to, them teams obviously are all in the same boat as us. They want to like fight and appeal and see how far we can get with the petition that's been going around and just generally try and work together as like football, like a football community. 
And what are those next steps then? Is from Vauxhall Motors' point of view, will, will the B kind of can he's going to try and try and fight this? As you're saying, what 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 are the next kind of stages of, of this? Well, like the um, the FA have got to go to the FA Council this week, so we yeah. try and get this petition. We, I think we're over five thousand now, so they'll they'll read the petition, and we've had to give the, the Northwest Counties a list of questions that we want to ask the the council um, before they make the decision permanence. And then, obviously, it's waiting on what the FA Council say. If we can try and influence what what they're thinking before before it gets to the the procedure of them making the decision, then that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get obviously publicity through radio, obviously like people like yourself. We're just trying to get more advertising more than anything, get it publicised of what actually is going on. Is it difficult for for you on a personal level as well? You know, to to put. So much into you know thirty one matches, twenty nine points clear in the promotion spaces, sixteen points clear in first, and, and to have someone tell you that not only are you not going to be promoted, but you know those records, those matches, or they're all going to be expunged. Is is that all? Is, has that been hard to take, kind of, for you as a as a manager and for a, for a football man? Yeah, it's hit me hard, if I'm being honest. Obviously, I'm I'm 150% into this. I always have yeah. been when I was playing. Now managing it, I give everything I've got. And to be fair, the last couple of days have been hard. Just generally, just talking to everyone who who who've been on like the journey with you this season, like the, my assistants, you know, my coaching staff, the the chairman, the, the secretary. Um, yeah. it's been hard. It's it's been hard because people are asking you questions that you've got no answer to. Yeah. Um. Until we get these answers, I think it's, it's, you're going to be doing a lot of interviews. You're going to be doing a lot of the same sort of speech to say we need we need answers and we want you to change your decision. There's no need to quickly finish this this league. There's no point if, if we're if we're in in isolation till the end of June or July. We can start and finish this. We could do our season in in three weeks comfortable. We play Saturday Tuesday every week. Yeah, we have done we have done since August. We can finish the season within three weeks. Doesn't it? Just comfortably, and then you could start another season if you wanted to. Three weeks later, is is that the kind of main frustration then that you almost think they've just taken this decision far too early? And and while they've let you know, I know it's different in terms of the, the money and stuff on offer, but you know while they're kind of waiting for the Premier League, the Football League, and even the National League North, it just kind of feels to you then that they've just went a little bit too early on the on the leagues below. Oh yeah, massively, and I've said it a couple of times as well. About it's not just about our stack as well. It's grassroots. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of friends in West Cheshire as well who I'm close to, and you know, I feel for like to South Liverpool with Martin, who yeah. and Jimmy have made massively hard to try and get into the county. That's been taken away. The one big for me for me is the kids' football as well. These kids yeah. have got to finals, semi-finals, top of the league. How can you explain to a kid that that just doesn't, doesn't count? Now? You've got to sort of look at the bigger picture haven't you know what's done, done to grassroots and I think we're going to lose a lot of like committed people yeah. if this rule stays as in like volunteers who, who volunteer like the time all the time and give a lot of hours to kids football men's football you know coaching whatever I think people will just give up I can really see that from someone who, who as you've said earlier you know 150% committed at, at the end of the day what where does this kind of leave, leave you as, as a manager you're now just what whatever happens, are you just a another hundred and fifty percent more committed to to making sure that whenever whenever it is you, you you get that promotion kind of thing, whether it be this season or next season? 
Yeah, obviously, you know, you don't know what, what, the, what road the club's going down, you know. Um, I want the season to finish, as yeah. in where it's fair for everyone and it gets played out and, and we get what we deserve and everyone else gets what they deserve. And, but the main thing at the moment is it, you can't even speak to players. Yeah. Because you don't know. Yeah, you know, I've heard of rather few texts saying, "Oh, managers are rang me with my players." You know what I mean? So yeah, people are get, doing a business early. Um, yeah, which is baffles me how people are doing this so early. But what? people go around the wrong way or they go right way. You, you don't know. Are you, are you confident to keep most of your lads for next season? If we go up, yeah. If yeah. we don't, no. Um, Going to be brutally honest. My players, I've got shouldn't be playing the level they are. They're better yeah. than they proved that they're better than that level. Um, if we have to stay down, I do fear for I could lose six or seven. Mike McGrath, manager of Vauxhall Motors, speaking with our man Sam Carroll, who is still on the line. Internet just about holding up, Sam. And Mike, they're talking about the the manager's perspective and how quite frankly, he's scared that he's going to lose his players. And you can understand why, because if they've won promotion in the manner that that side have, those players, it doesn't matter if the season gets wiped in the record books, in their minds, they've still played it. They still know, as Mike said, that they're probably better than, uh, all due respect, Northwest County's First Division South. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And that, that will be the more, the saddest thing, is if that it kind of alters the course of Fox Motors history or any other club that kind of affects the, if they don't end up coming up and they don't end up um, secured in their promotion next season because players get picked off in the summer, then you know that, that something that you know they've planned for this season, they've they've kept that squad together. I know the Fox Motors have signed some really impressive non-league names like uh, Ryan Cox from Bootle came in and scored a lot of goals for them in the you know the middle of the campaign as well. So. You know, there's got to be there's going to be a lot of suitors out there. And there's going to there's going to be some managers who think it's their lucky day kind of thing that uh, you know already putting calls in and potentially landing a player who they would have had no chance of getting had they been promoted. You know, because these have obviously had that allegiance to Vauxhall Motors and, and two other teams. So you know, as we as we mentioned earlier, the I think Lower Breck have had a lad Luke Duffy signed by Salford this season. Another lad Ben Garrity who, who moved to Warrington Town before going to join Blackpool and he signed a professional deal there so you know it's not even just other non-league teams you've got to look out for these younger lads who are coming through in the, in the northwest in that Merseyside football scene as we've seen across the years uh, and now starting to attract the the, the attentions of, of football league teams and you know it would just be obviously an, an amazing opportunity if that ever did materialise but still it's the double-edged sword of you know these non-league clubs kind of losing out because of that and you know for, for a club like Fox Motors who've got aspirations of kind of getting back to where they once were before they dropped out of the, the Conference North kind of around 2014 then you know it's it's just so so difficult isn't it for, for a manager like Mike who obviously you know he, he puts his heart and soul into the job and you know if you if you follow him on Twitter you know he's always kind of talking about his team and his players and his squad that he's built and you know he, he goes above and beyond like all these managers do you know every single manager I'm in contact with uh, fellas who've got kids and, and got other jobs and they're kind of going to Steeton on a Wednesday night on scouting missions and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it, it's them at the end of the day and it's chairman and, 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 and volunteers and, and supporters who, who ultimately that'll affect if, if squads do break up because of coronavirus. Yeah, and as you said, the, the history perhaps of football clubs being altered. One side who have 
FA Cup history and pedigree behind them. South Liverpool are a side who, who like Vauxhall Motors in many ways, have fallen from where they, they once were. They've been playing, I think, in the, the Cheshire League. Have then been applying to, to get into the Northwest Counties for next season. They've made alterations where they play their, their home fixtures, and that comes at a cost to make sure that they'd be all right to do it. This is a club who has, has had the likes of John Aldridge and even Jimmy Case turn out for, for them. And South Liverpool, as both Mike and Jim mentioned, are, are going to be affected by this. And it's, it's at this time you really see that non-league football community really coming together to obviously, as, as they're saying, lobbying and trying to hopefully make the uh, FA change their minds on all of this. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the only thing we can hope now that there is a kind of change of direction but you know it, it'll be difficult and to be honest at, at this moment it's, it's hard to see it, it happening but you know for, for clubs like South Liverpool who, who are trying to get back into the northwest counties you know you look at a team like Rylands if if this hadn't kind of came if coronavirus hadn't came in this season Rylands who were, who were owned by uh, Wayne Rooney's agent Paul Strefford up in Warrington and you know they're managed by David David McNabb who's, who's, whose dad is a coach at Everton as well um, you know, they probably would have been in the in the Premier, sorry, in the Northern Premier Division next season, in the Northwest Division, had coronavirus not kicked in, and they only came up from the uh, West Cheshire kind of type league two seasons ago. You know, but they were aiming for consecutive promotion. So, I think that for South Liverpool, they've got aspirations. You know, they've got a good manager, they've got a settled squad with good players, and you know, they would have been looking to do something similar to that. So. Any support they can get at the moment, obviously the first club of, of John Aldridge as well. And, you know, I, I spoke to one of their committee members yesterday and he's kind of saying that, you know, they are looking for the FA to help them. They are looking for professional clubs to help them. And I do hope that at this time, in the hour of need, even Everton or Liverpool, whether it was organising friendlies or reaching out and, and maybe helping financially a little bit, could could offer a hand in these times. Because, again, they're another team who, who, who it's going to hit hardest, especially when their aspirations were to move up a full a full step and, and they have to spend another league, another season in a league that they hadn't been kind of prepared for to spend that extra 12 months in. Yeah, well, both the guys we've spoken to on today's programme have both obviously thanked you yourself for, for reaching out to share their message. I know that we're thankful to obviously hear from them as well. And this is something that obviously you'll be across in your role of, of covering non-league side, Sam, and I'm sure it's not going to be uh, going away anytime soon. No, no, and uh, I'll uh, be sure to to keep on top of it all and, yeah, keep feeding back. Well, Sam, thanks a lot for your time, mate, and uh, thanks a lot to, to you guys listening in to us here on the Blood Red channel. The Blood Red podcast itself will be back with you on Monday, but until next time here from Blood Red, it's thanks for your time and company. Bye-bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.